The days of zero COVID policies are long past, and learning to live with the coronavirus will require major adjustments to how things were done in the first year of the pandemic. This B-side episode on the future of healthcare and strengthening the country's health system is a two-parter. First up, we have someone from the public sector, Dr. Regina P. Burba, head of infection control at the Philippine General Hospital, or PGH, speaking with Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana. They cover a wide range of topics, including how to take care of the medical frontliners who are taking care of us, how civic spaces have to transform themselves just as hospitals have, and how the universal healthcare law can expand access to quality and affordable health services if implemented properly. So first, let's start with how the pandemic changed the way that healthcare is delivered, especially in terms of infectious diseases. I would say that really many of the health facilities have drastically transformed themselves to be able to cope with the challenges of dealing with COVID-19. The fear for getting COVID-19 as a health staff was really, really very intense at the start of the pandemic. So that sort of really guided us as to the degree of our preparation. So I think that was the most crucial because we needed to maintain the safety, the health, both the physical and the mental health of our staff needed to be protected and needed to be maintained through the difficulties of dealing with the COVID-19 patients. So we had to align many of the changes accordingly. It might seem like we really prioritized the COVID-19 care. I think that had to happen because there were many things that we didn't know about. And there were many, many, many cases talaga at the start. Preferentially, di naman intentionally that we sort of quote-unquote neglected the other diseases. Pero at the start talagang we, we had to heavily put all our efforts towards COVID-19 management. Through the months when the surges were happening, diba, we needed to just adjust ourselves accordingly. I guess ang nahirapan talaga yung general public was if they were sick with something else, parang ang hirap to get into the hospitals. There was fear, there was anxiety, there were many restrictions, there was that need to get tested, diba? regardless of kung ano yung chief complaint mo, parang kailangan ka mag-test for COVID-19. So all of those were the main changes in the hospital setting. Moving forward, I think in general, our health staff, so that's from physicians to nurses, maybe even to medical students, we've sort of absorbed all the implications of COVID-19 and we're more ready. Resilience, skills, wisdom, yung availability of the PPEs. So all of this taken together, I think we're really more prepared. Because they've been saying COVID-19 is here to stay with us and we really need to think about living with it, adjusting our policies and the way we live with the COVID threat always there. It's just a matter of reducing the risk. I think yun yung key eh. We need to find that balance between overprotecting and then reducing the risk para we live with the COVID-19. Kasi parang hindi na pwedeng 
yung what we've been doing in the last two years, ganun pa rin for 2022. So we're hopeful na mag-change at mag-move forward na tayo. In your opinion, how can we specifically address this reducing the risk? What exactly should be done? The most important for all of us is to understand that vaccination is really one of the key measures. So if yung sinasabing herd immunity, kailangan talaga ma-reach natin yun at ma-sustain. We're able to sustain a really large number of people vaccinated and receiving the boosters according to a schedule that we're not sure yet what exactly the schedule would be in the future, but do we need to just rely on expert groups like the WHO and the SAGE and, of course, the Department of Health? It sounds almost cliche ngayon because we've been saying that for months already, but the more people who are vaccinated and continue to be maintaining and complying with the booster recommendations, the more prepared we are to meet the challenge of COVID-19. The key, I think, is to just really reduce, yung sinasabing reduce the risk is reduce the number of people who might get very, very sick with COVID-19. So these are elderly people, people with some illness, kung sila magpabakuna, we get that herd immunity, we're able to protect them. Our health facilities won't get so overwhelmed. In terms of investments that we can make in order to prepare better in the future, what else should we have? Inisip ko na yan, Brunt. <laughs> so I think in fairness, it needs to be said that the government, particularly through the Department of Health, have wisely invested on COVID-19 vaccinations and all the support mechanisms related to it. So that's the storage of the vaccines, the manpower, communications, information campaigns. So I think they've done an excellent job on that. Slow as it seems, I think we're moving forward. So that needs to be recognized. But more support on COVID-19 testing. No? Kasi while it's available in many LGUs, there are still areas or populations that seem to really have a difficult time trying to access COVID-19 tests. And we do know that many of the things we do are based on results of testing. So the more people who are tested, the better we understand what's happening in the community. That's number one. And then support for that move towards a new normal. So that means things that we do in everyday life needs to also sort of transform. Kunyari yung transportation systems, dapat safer siya, inherently safer. Pag sumakay ka ng bus, hindi ka matatakot masyado na mahahawa ka. So transportation systems, yung bus, yung taxis, yung bus stops, all of those needs some kind of reassessment para the structure is yung quote-unquote safe, it's well ventilated, there's just the right number of people, and other public offices and public agencies or public services. More open areas, like in business, people tend to go to the mall, maybe if we can have more open spaces, like really well-maintained parks and similar structures. No? 
workplaces and schools need to be parang guided also. I know there are already guides by the DTI and by the CHED and maybe by the DepEd on how these structures need to be. So for example, gusto natin mag-go back na yung students sa schools for face-to-face classes. Pero for that to happen, kailangan parang isipin natin how will these children be transported from their homes to the school and in the school how will they stay in the classroom safely what will be the cafeterias that will serve these meals diba parang lahat yon the way we've been transforming our hospitals the detail and the effort we did to transform our healthcare facilities ganun din dapat yung workplaces at saka schools In the meantime, because you're talking about solutions that are a long way ahead and require long-term planning, at present, we're still largely at risk of having surges. So in the meantime, how can we keep our healthcare facilities staffed since we've been having a problem with taking care of our health workers? That's a very difficult question. (laughs) While all of this has been happening We also saw the need and the call for professionals not from other countries. That was very attractive, yung mga offers nila. So very naturally, our healthcare workers are attracted to these invitations. For me, it's really more than just the salaries. Eh. Of course, the salaries need to be upgraded. Maybe the Department of Finance, Department of Budget and Management, or maybe even the Department of Health needs to review the salary scheme of our nurses. Kasi hindi talaga mapantayan eh when you look at how much nurses can potentially earn in other countries. On a per hour, they could earn something like $20, $30, maybe even $40 for very skilled nurses. For example, ICU nurses or OR nurses. So parang hindi talaga mapantayan. So an eight-hour shift is almost equivalent to one month of work here in the Philippines. So, kailangan talaga ma-upgrade. But more than that, you know, benefits and recognition of the kind of work that they do is going to be very important. I think we're also a long way from that. But more than the salary, the way of life in the Philippines, potential for scholarships, good education for the children, yung ganun, kailangan i-review yung buong, buong, buong system na yon. So that's one of the things we learned in COVID-19. The strongest resource is really the manpower. So kailangan maalagaan talaga yung healthcare workers in particular. Our investment should be biggest for healthcare workers because they are most precious commodities, kumbaga. There's also universal healthcare, which people say is a necessary solution to help us with all of this. Do you think it's plausible, given the constraints on the next government, that we'll be able to implement this quickly? I don't know if we can implement it quickly because there's also a lot of preparations for the universal healthcare to be launched successfully. It's really a very, very good program. You want it 
when it happens, it's a successful launch kaagad. Hindi pwedeng madapa tayo on the first attempt because that will create a lot of frustrations and doubts about the new system. So I think key is good preparation, good collaboration between different agencies. Parang when you think about providing primary care for the base of the population, it sounds simplistic, pero actually it requires a lot of planning. It also requires a lot of training and retraining for professionals, for the doctors, and also for the funding that will happen. So, kailangan medyo fluid yung processes both from PhilHealth and other potential funding sources of this new program. But they've been planning on it for a while. I guess the COVID-19 pandemic sort of maybe delayed its implementation. But even with the new administration, parang I don't see it happening right away. It needs to be well planned to the most detailed part of all the processes. Now, is there anything else you'd want to add that electoral candidates should consider when it comes to healthcare? I think the new administration will have to have a lot of consultations with stakeholders, with funders, with the consumers, and dapat talaga science-based and data-based para very strong yung basis for everything we're doing. Tapos, of course... Things like transparency, honesty, lahat yun, mahalaga for the new administration. For whatever programs they plan to do or would launch, all of those needs to be put in place. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Dr. Regina P. Berba, Head of Infection Control at the Philippine General Hospital, speaking with Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana. Living with a virus means adjusting our policies and reducing risk, says Dr. Berba. In a COVID-19 world, every aspect of society has to be reimagined. And every decision that the next administration makes has to be grounded in science. This B-Side episode was recorded remotely in December 2021. It was produced by Bronte H. Laksamana, Gino D. Nicolas, and me, Sam El Marcelo. Thanks for listening.